0: Hello and welcome to Mr. Clark After Dark, everyone. My name is Lucas Clark and I am a certified educator with Alberta Education and the Alberta Teachers Association. All conversations and interactions exchanged is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. In no way does the content discussed intend to be in violation of the ATA code of conduct or meant to target any individual student, teacher, or to belittle the the profession in any way. If you have something that you would like me to discuss or have a story of your own to share, please reach out at lucasrdclark.com. 97 at gmail.com you can also send a direct message on instagram at mr clark after dark hope you enjoy the show and please do not forget to subscribe My guest here today is Kevin Garbuio, currently acting as an administrator with Holy Trinity Catholic High School. We had a great conversation discussing the role of the master's degree in education, when someone should pursue that, his experience in special education, as well as coaching many, many sports and being involved in the community, as well as discussing his ambition balance and trying to find a work-life balance while being such a large contributor to the community.
1: Hope you enjoy. Passionate about it. Uh, summer school is interesting where it's like a, a faster pace, but mm-hmm. I did teach social for five years. I did do it in summer school for like eight. Uh, I like social studies. That's something yeah. I'm passionate about. Yeah. Uh, it's something I care about. So it's something that I don't mind doing and I yeah. don't mind getting back into the classroom and like. Now applying what I my experiences as a vice principal to my experiences now as a teacher, I have learned uh, a bit more on like how I want to teach better and how I want to do things better.
0: So being a VP now for two years,
2: yes.
1: How
0: like we always hear like oh VPs and admin are so detached, like from what goes on in the classroom. Like I'm not saying I have said that, but I've like, heard that a lot. Yeah. Like how do you kind of feel now that you're kind of teaching and kind of flipping a little bit? Like do you deserve merit to that? Or do you think that's kind of
1: I can see where like. If if you're, I'm only out two years. Yeah, yeah. But sure. I could see how it is different where you're you're trying. Like when I'm a VP, I'm trying to keep the trains moving on time. Like that's a big part of it. Oh, is okay. Like, yeah, I got to keep good. the trains going. How do we yeah. get kids back in the class? How do we get kids like yeah. build these relationships? How do we rebuild the relationships? Yeah. How do we get kids working and getting them done? And then in the classroom, like I can completely see where a teacher can get frustrated with this kid's not doing any work and yeah. then they go see you and now they, the work's done like yeah. this is getting done quickly but they're not doing the process yeah. and that's tough yeah. to manage and I don't I'm not even gonna pretend to know I think I have an answer for that but it is two different goals at times like we're trying to get the kids graduated we're trying to get the yeah. kids learning there's like a process that it teacher wants to have in a classroom and sometimes my process wouldn't be the same as that and i can see where that gets frustrating and also if there's like a combat happening every day in that class between the two personalities yeah that that's something that gets forgotten sometimes as an outside outside observer whatever. so how do you kind of step into that
0: role like if you have like let's just say you have a grade 10 student clashing with their teacher every day it's been over a month like how do you kind of because I know you're grade seven and 10, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have like assigned grades at your school. Yeah. So how do you kind of go into that class? Like what do you talk to the teacher about? Like do you have an example without like any naming any names of like what kind of worked or what didn't?
1: Not too much. Um, Just in when I was a teacher, I remember in grade seven, like I'm trying to, the, like that was the one I I battled with a student when I was younger and I was at university and yeah. like ex-football player, coach. Yeah. like uh i was rigid um and that rigidity caused battling against a student who's like i'm not gonna win and i never yeah. realized that that i'm not gonna win yeah. now i know that um so what do you mean by that not gonna win and like what did you like what like, kind of change when that? i think like uh like i'm having a combat with a student i want them to do it my way i'm combating with the student. i want them to do it my way i was like well they're gonna conform they're gonna turn into the type of student that i want them to be and become the success and i'm like no i'm not and i'm trying to like not even adjust my strategy i'm batting my head against it and i see that now with like younger teachers coming from my perspective as the administrator who like this person needs to do it or else they need they need a consequence but some people don't learn from consequences and it's more about how do i build the relationship to get them to want to do the work to try and get them to feel comfortable and wanting to take this risk yeah. or wanting to do it um to answer your question what it what i experiences that i see is like having to like point remind me like this is a kid who's yeah. got xyz going on whatever yeah. their thing is um and focusing on how they're specific and unique because what isn't working for them isn't a reflection of the teacher yeah right um i know sometimes the big kid concern is like, well if i let this kid get away with this it's going to affect the culture of my class yeah nine times out of ten it's not like that the kids in the class know that kids got yeah. stuff too right and it's about being apathetic and teaching treating each kid differently mm-hmm. and that will help your culture rarely ever like First week of school, you'll hear like, Well, so and so gets this, why don't I? In December, they're like, Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Right. So it's about point highlighting that out like each kid's unique. Don't be rigid, be flexible, have empathy, and we'll we'll be successful.
0: So like now that you've been teaching for how many years total?
1: This is year eleven.
0: Year eleven, so in second year as an admin. So two years done as an admin. Yeah. What's kind of, like, one of the primary issues with the newer teachers that you're kind of seeing come
1: out? With newer teachers, especially, like, I'm still not into it, is, like, when I was young and I still see it with RSRs, they really want to establish their culture. They want to have their rules. They want to have their routines. And those are all fine. But if you get a kid who is, like, ODD, obsessional, defiant. Yeah. Right or a kid who's struggling with like fetal alcohol syndrome disorder, which yeah. we see, they're not going to respond to your order. You're going to have to adapt yeah. to them. And if you want, and we don't cover that really in teacher school, yeah. those two, um, if we if you want to make them bend to you, you're going to lose that fight, yeah. and they won't learn anything aside from the fact that that teacher doesn't like me and yeah. that's that's the end result that we don't realize we're putting in kids head yeah. like i if a kid leaves the building at the end of the year going like mr Garbulo doesn't like me i probably failed because if the kid doesn't like me if the kid thinks i don't like him the kid probably didn't like learning from me and the yeah. kid probably didn't like being in my class yeah. and that i was in control of being able to build that relationship yeah, yeah.
0: And so, when you were at Merck before, you were in charge of the was it a special education program? Is that the correct? Or was it vocational? Vocational education.
1: Okay. I was in there for three years. Mm-hmm. I did uh, in my education program at Acadia University. I was at Horton High for a year, and I worked in their resource room. So heavy, intensive, severe mm-hmm. uh, kids in wheelchairs, kids uh, with. Uh, severe autism kids yeah. with severe uh um adhd and then some of your high functioning high flyers honor roll kids who needed just a quiet space which was unique and then going to Merck, i did mainstream for five years got into vocab Ed was more so like it's not as intensive as like our uh independent living program yeah. at holy trinity but you have kids who are still like not being able to live independently, they're gonna need supports, they're gonna need okay. to learn how to not be like duped out of their money yes. how to make good decisions, yeah. how to have a job, how to follow instructions um in that program, like those kids they don't care if i'm i have fifteen degrees or whatever like, yeah. I need to establish that they know I care about them mm-hmm. and that I'm there to help them, and that I love them, and that we we're in this together. Because if I, when if any moment, if I had a moment of weakness and I was barking orders, yeah, shut down, not doing this, mm. not happening, yeah. and then it's like, all right, well, today's ruined. It's not like would ruin a whole day. It yeah. could ruin a whole day, like not doing it. Yeah, and like, all right, I went too far. Now yeah. I'm done. Yeah, but fortunately. Like, A lot of those times, even with like the best, like the studies and like the you go to PD sessions, like you try something new tomorrow, and that was fortunate with it. But if I messed up, like I knew, like I'm not doing work today. Said, all right, well, that's my fault, (laughs) and that's, and I had to accept that, like that was my fault. I pushed that student far, and I'm the adult. I know what they're capable of, and. There's a way to prod them to do a bit more, but like barking orders or whatever uh, isn't gonna work. Was it hard
0: to like maintain that consistency? Like almost because like that's almost one of the primary things I've heard because I have a very limited like vocational um, education kind of background, yeah. and so one of the things is like consistency, structure, routine. But like those are easy words to say. Like how did you kind of implement consistency for those kind of kids? And like what like how was what was that like?
1: You have to do a routine day one, and fortunately, there were really strong EAs in there and yeah. helped me with that. and you have the routine. We're doing this. We're gonna get in, we're gonna open our journals, we're gonna write a bit and yeah. some of the kids aren't able to write. so we got this is a chance to get them to use their assistive tech yeah. where without marks, you're on your laptop, you type something up, you do your talk to text. Yeah. you work with a scribe. That getting into that routine of writing in the morning or reading something in the morning and getting into that and maybe just pick a book that you like, look at the pictures, tell me about it, work through it. But eventually, like, we had a couple of kids who said, I've never read a book in my life. And we got to the point where we're reading four books a school year, which is pretty good for kids who are in grade 10 at a grade 2 reading level. Right? Like I'm reading the books, though, but they're in there. They're answering the questions. They know what's going on. And eventually, they're going. I want to read this book, typically a book that has a movie coming out or whatever. Yeah. And they're going out. They want to read the book, and they're using their assistive tech, which like you know, kids don't like yeah. using that, especially because yeah. it makes them feel different. Yeah. So to build a culture where kids want to use it, and then they can be successful. And yeah. we saw kids actually close gaps so much that they actually got out of voc-ed. Not to say that that's all. No, lot no, no but, are, like, but like, they went back into a mainstream, and some of them even got. One boy I was just talking to the other day told me he got uh, his, uh, his I believe, his Dash 2 uh, high school, right? Wow. And this is a kid wow. who's like in voc ed yep. with significant brain injuries and then he graduated. Yep. He's got his high school diploma. He's he's like, I'm getting a job as a laborer now.
2: Okay. so Is there like
1: a different like diploma or like certificate for someone who's in vocational
0: ed? Like what is that? Like it would be, K? like, less
1: than a e certificate to say, like, you completed high school. Okay. But it's not, like, something that I would be able to go and apply to, go to college or be able to go to oh, university. Okay. Okay, I would I have to that. go upgrade. So, to put someone in voke ed is significant because you, you, are, you are essentially determining a lot of their future. Yeah. But when done correctly, this could be a quiet space yes. for them to catch up. Yeah. Like We have seen it used as like a grade seven knowledge and understanding class, right? Yeah. Or K E knowledge, knowledge and employment, where they close some gaps, get to K&E, mm-hmm. close more gaps, get to Dash 2. yeah. And then we've seen that. We've seen one boy ended up with a Dash 1, and he was like, wow. He got through it. He battled. He did it. He did the work. Um, and So things happen, things can happen, the kids work hard, kids uh, get some passion and whatnot. And um, I was talking to my class about this the other day in social and we talked 3-1 about how important like printing press is. Like kids being able to read closes a lot of gaps. Like that is a great equalizer, the the ability to read and understand and be able to converse because I can read a book and enter a conversation Hey, I read The Outsiders, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, seriously, though. Yeah.
0: Like, having some sort of commonality with your peers where you don't feel like you're, yeah. like, different. Um, so, like, what was kind of the... Like, what would have been, like, a benchmark or, like, like a signal to actually move someone from vocational head to dash to... Like, they were
1: be? starting to do... The way they were answering their work, their ability to do work and keep up, okay. um, the work was getting too easy. So, okay. you're, like... We're giving kids, like, grade 6 level work, which... When they're in grade seven or eight yeah. not too bad yeah but they're doing it on their own and then okay. they're they're making use of their supports and now they're starting to like outgrow their peers and then yeah. you're like, well we don't want to stunt them let's put them somewhere Fair else where enough. they have to stretch yeah. and be yeah. let you grow from there and it wouldn't be like something like you're out it's all right you're gonna go two classes in mainstream oh, all right, okay. you're right gonna do three okay four all right, we're going to give you a block in our class where you could be in here with the people you know. So you're kind of pushing Stretching them, Stretching a, a little bit. bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. you don't have to, like kicking them into the pool and say, "Hope yeah. you can swim." Okay, right? We're immersing them as opposed to like, submerging them into it, and we've seen success with that. And I'm I'm proud of that program. That program's growing. When I got into it, they were at about six kids, mm-hmm. and now I think. Uh, the teachers are doing right now are amazing. And I think they have three full classrooms now. Okay. So like parents are comfortable putting their kids in that room because yeah. they know that this isn't like final. This is a, yeah. a situation where they can grow. And so what
0: does the, like so you have an independent learning, mm-hmm. is it like a class? Is it like a similar kind of system? Like how is it different at Trinity now with Merck? Uh,
1: that would be people like way more significant, uh, way more significant, they have significant uh Uh, issues like people in wheelchairs people who are uh people who's learning disabilities that are are more severe okay so we would have people in there who have a grade one reading level grade two uh, two, and we're having severe uh brain injuries students who have like autism where they are not able to even speak in certain Mm -hmm. instances so it's i'm still becoming more familiar with it but they're more more severe cases
0: yeah and so would that in the district are they kind of if a student like is um kind of in that like kind of i don't want to like say the yeah. wrong word yeah but like if they're kind of wanting to go into vocational it are they kind of encouraged to go to merck or is there like a, yeah like, How's that? Oh, Yeah, okay, you so would be of, you
1: okay. would be like if you're yeah. a candidate for the Ed program okay it would be you're going to go to Merck for because this program is suited for you versus okay. the SLP where you'll either go there or the JLP, which is, or the junior independent oh, program, Okay. which would be at Father po. Yeah.
0: So like if you had to, so why was the, like why did you make the switch kind of year five from like mainstream to oh I, I wanted
1: to be an administrator. Okay. And I did have a passion for, um, I did have a passion for special education. I did enjoy that. And uh I liked I I liked working with those kids at when I was in teacher school and that position opened and I wanted I knew I needed to do something to make my resume more significant. Yes. Yeah. And if it, it was like the perfect point of like I'm passionate about something, yeah, cool, this position will also help me. And yeah. I'm able to do both things, and that made me, that gave me a good opportunity to try and try and do something, yeah. and that was the big driver. Was I needed to I needed to stretch my wings and do something challenging? Because grade seven is it was fun, but when I was at year five. I was like, I got to do something different. Something different I got to yeah. do something different. It wasn't that I wasn't enjoying teaching because no. I've never not enjoyed it. Like yeah. this is I really have fun. I just wanted to try a new challenge. Yeah, and it was and it was. It was a lot, but uh, there was a lot of success from it, and a lot of strong relationships built, which I really enjoyed. I mm-hmm. really meet being able to teach the same kids for three straight years. Yeah, you would have had them like in yeah. different
0: grades in the same room. Yes, okay.
1: is really cool. And in my masters, they talk about like the multi-age classes where you have instead of doing gr- grade six and the grade sixes, grade seven, grade seven, you do three years in the same room, and as they grow. You just change their work so they stay in the same room and you get that family feel. And the big thing was like those parents trusted me because I they knew me for three years. So you don't have to do that the whole learning thing. Yeah. You have the same parents for three years. They know who you are. They know what you're about. And I thought that was, that, that was something I took away from it was how important these relationships are with families and how nice it is to have them year over year, which something I do get as a vice principal of following grades.
0: And so, I remember I I was actually subbing at Merck. I don't know if you remember this conversation or not, but I think, I don't know who I was subbing for. I think it was one of the first times I met you and you told me that you were starting your masters and like in the fall or something. And I was like, hey, like I was only doing my B.Ed and just doing TAs. And I said, Hey, like what do you need to do your masters? I was like, So whatever. And you
1: looked me dead in the eye and you said twelve thousand dollars in a pulse. <laughs> so Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I, I find with masters yeah. is like I would I was guilty of this too, where yeah. everyone's like, Oh, it's a masters, it's something it's yeah. anyone can do it. Yeah, right. And anyone can go to university and anyone can yeah. and I really think that's important. Yeah. Like I don't I I flippant with it uh, up front, but yeah, anyone can yeah. can do their masters. It doesn't mean anything. It's just yeah. to do it.
0: So when how long have you how long into your masters are you now?
1: I got two courses left. Okay, and one I'll get the uh, one done uh, probably by the end of the fall, and then one has to be done in class, which is different okay. from what my programs. Where are you doing it? through Acadia University
0: oh, okay so you stuck with the old alum eh okay. always gonna
1: yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well maybe if I ever do a doctorate I think they have yeah. one there
0: too so okay so like would you consider doing a doctorate like what would you what kind of lane would you look at doing
1: I'm really into intrinsic motivation right now okay that's been something I've been really fixated on for the yeah. last like three or four years I've been consistent with wanting to figure out how to motivate kids. It was started with the special ed where it's like, how do I get these kids to want to do this work? How do I find ways to make them want to do it? Because they all think they can't, they all think they're dumb, they all think, how do I make a kid, how do I get a kid to believe that in? You identify as that. yeah. And then coaching sports, it's like, how do I get kids to want to do things and not just be like that external yeah. extrinsic motivation where it's a yeah. coach wants me to do this or my mom yeah. wants me to do this or yeah. my parents are expecting this from me how do i because that that feels cheap how do i get them to yeah. want to think that they they believe that they can be here they can be successful and this is good for them it has well, to be inside
0: i find that's such a like a topic that can be applied almost anywhere because like one of the things i wanted to talk to you about i haven't talked to anyone about this yet cause like, I still don't really know what it is, like the whole like teacher burnout thing. Mm-hmm. Cause even you mentioned before, like you don't get tired of teaching. Now obviously you'll have your days where you're a bit more tired than mm-hmm. others, but like, why is it that you think that you don't really like, like, do you get burnt out even though like, you're still like kind of in
1: it, but. Uh, I get tired, uh, yeah. but I have really good peers. Okay. And I'm in a really good group Yeah. and this is after the fact in one of my courses i had to read a thing about teacher burnout okay and they found that within your first 5 years yeah. that's when you want to quit yeah but it's it came down to peers okay and it came down to like who you're supported by and if you have a good administration and i had good administrators who really supported yeah. me and pushed me and like protected me and then i have good peers who are like like minded driven want to be successful want yeah. to be Want a uh, want to do things and want to do big things. Like yeah. I, I, I fail a lot and make like, no messes I, and stuff. Yeah. But I have these huge goals that I yeah. want to like.
2: Yeah.
1: If I hit them, cool. <clears throat> but yeah. if I don't, it's still a, a big swing. Yeah. And I have always had people who've said, "Yeah, I do that." Like uh, Mrs. MacArthur Poole, who's our superintendent yeah. now. She's our first principal. And she's like, you should do this. And it was like, take your class to the U of A for a week for three years. And I was second year teaching. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that. This seems <laughs> cool. It's a free meal. I'm going to go to this meeting. Yeah. And I was the only one who went to it. Okay. So
0: you had to take you would take a group of students? Like how many? 30. Okay. To U of A for a week? Yes. Okay. What and live in residence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and like, that, that was huge. And okay. like, I, was, I was well over my head. <laughs> but we went there, and we go to the pool. We go to university yeah. classes with university what? professors, who'd come and teach the class. Cool. And they would get this experience of being in university. This is back to where I was talking to you about anyone could go to university. Yeah, and that's what we did here. And um, that, like, that was a huge learning thing. It, and a lot of opportunities wouldn't get pushed to someone who's yeah. in their second year, yeah. but people saw promise and just yeah. went. And then. I had peers who'd be like, "Yeah, you should do that," or they'd always tell me, "Yeah, try something." Yeah, and sometimes it works, sometimes it flops. Yeah. But I think if you have like these big goals, these long-term goals that you want to chase and you want to make your work meaningful, yeah, I think that drives it. Like yeah. when, when we were talking in in the spring, and you're like, "I really want to work on these my my diploma scores." Like year yeah. over year, you have these you have this big goal, but yeah. you have like I'm going to go to this and I'm going to do these things. Yeah. And like you have these things you want to do that make you want to become better and you're passionate yeah.
0: about it. So even if you don't reach the goal, the pursuit of the goal is worthwhile. Itself. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of like what yeah. your experience has been? Yeah. yeah. And
1: that's where like the intrinsic thing that I'm talking about, like why do I want to do something? Yeah. Am I wanting to, like when we talk, it's like, you're not saying, well, I got pressure on me. to get better at yeah. this? It's like, I want to do this. I want to be a better teacher. I want to be the best at this. And it's all intrinsic pursuit. And having people around you push you and guide you and support you and tell you yes is really important. And this profession is like any other where there are negative people who will say like, oh, they're just gonna say no. Or when they do say no to to them, they're like, oh, everyone just says no. Yeah. I get told no probably more than anyone in this oh, entire yeah. division, because like, <laughs> I ask for so much, right? Like, I, and and I you're get, shooting your shot. Yeah, yeah right? and I get told yeah. no, yeah. and like never do I go back. And no, I was like, man, this sucks. It's like, <laughs> yeah. well, I oh, gotta, what? you know what? I gotta come up with a better plan because that one wasn't good. So, yeah. like, it, it, like, if my plan gets told no, yeah. it's because I failed yes. and I Fair didn't. Yeah. I didn't come up with a better plan.
0: But then you don't identify with being a failure. You're like, oh, that failed, yeah. let's just
1: try it again. Yeah. That's, I think that's the important part. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. go back to them and be like, well, here's the same plan, but it's a year later. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, I got like, this. Oh, I got this. I got still, this. Yeah. This is this is the idea. This is where I'm coming yeah. from. I've talked to these people. Like, yeah. I have to do my my due diligence yeah. and I've never had people be like, no, and don't try this again. Yeah. It's like, no, you yeah. have to. And... When I am around people who are like, this is this is a bummer, whatever, yeah. this place sucks. It is what it is. I don't yeah. take, that's their experience. I'm yeah. very happy and I like the challenge and I like yeah. to pursue things and football team, like we lose yeah. every year in the provincial quarterfinals yeah. and significantly yeah. and I'm still going to go back to work and the going. next day and be like, you know what, like, next week we're back in the gym yeah. and we're going to try something new and yeah. we're going to try and figure this out and um, I like to I like challenges. Yeah. I, I like the the pursuit, I like the idea of chasing my tail rather yeah. than catching it. So
0: what are some of the things that you like tried to do but like we're told though? No. Like wait, what were some Oh,
1: some of the, my flops would be like uh I'm trying to think right now. Some of my biggest some of the ones like um I wanted to start a track club, okay. That's still on uh, going, yeah. but I just didn't have like the steam like I uh, okay. like I didn't yeah. have the the follow through on that the steam, yeah. um, trying to get a unified team that I used to have at Merck. I'm trying to get one at yes. at at Trinity, and I'm trying to figure out a way to get the funding to get to go down to this event. Okay. Um, but I need the parents involved because the, the SLP like the yes. significant. What's and that I'm, with an SLP? Like, like the SILP program, okay. like those kids that are, like their special ed kids over at the, Oh, okay, yeah. For them to participate in it it's the events in Edmonton I need their parents to come so that I to oh, figure out okay. that funding yeah. so that's something like that's a dream but I want to get that one going yeah. um when I was at Merck I really tried hard to get uh I was trying to get a bus for the <laughs> for the football team because we traveled so much yeah. with miss with Brendan Toner yeah. and like we just couldn't find the funding and like so, those are things, like, some of like, them are just huge Like, shots. to get a bus, like, for Athletics, for the city. Yeah. Huh? And, yeah. like, we talked about it, and then just finding funding is tough to get going. Yeah. Um, those have been my big ones, where it's, like, and, like, I'm thinking about now. Yeah. yeah, you didn't have much of a plan. Yeah, but so, you're just
0: kind of, like, hoping,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm just trying, and, in. like, yeah. figuring it out, and sometimes yeah. like, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And nothing's ever, like, I go back and, Oh those guys they're 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 squashing yeah. me. It's hard to no like I need I need uh I need lines so I know where to color it. Right. I need fair enough. I need yeah. to those boundaries help me figure out where to go. Like yeah. nose just push me into a direction of guiding. Like it, it just tells
0: you where you're not going, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like budgeting stuff. Like I really struggled with that at the start with like a football program. Yep. Yeah. And like Fortunately, like, in, I don't know, in other other world where like a football coach gets to talk with a superintendent of finance and he yeah. actually supports you and how to do a budget yeah. and shows you how to do these things and like get better at that finance one because when I do my like uh skill analysis that you have for your leadership quality standard, like what okay. areas you're strong in, yeah. like budgeting, resource management, all of that, like one, 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 one. Okay, right, so. but having like probably the best person in the division yeah help he's you, sitting down yeah. with you yeah and he's helped me get better our budgetings much tighter now with the Saints um, even now when I'm thinking about questions of cost when I'm doing the athletic stuff at at Holy Trinity mm-hmm. that's now in my head the liability and yep. stuff like that like I don't want to say I was reckless because yeah. I, I did I didn't I'm not I'm not a risk taker by any stretch yep. But now I have different variables in my head when I'm thinking. So like what? Liability. Like insurance in terms stuff. of what the school is liable for? Like if something happens to the student? Yeah, kid. like if I go, if I'm just like, hey, look, we got a, game, a team offered us a game in Edmonton. Yep. I'm just going to rent a bus and go out there. No permission slips. We're just going to play football, uh, okay, right? Like, yep. I've never done that, but those yep. are the types of things. Like, Do the parents know what their kids are doing? Do the kids yeah. know what's on the trip? When we're going on a trip, and this is something that like came up with me in the past, where I was like, we're in Edmonton. uh, The game's over. We're supposed to be back that night. Hey, let's go to the mall for two hours. Yeah,
0: just kind of making the game-time decision. Let's go to the mall for like... two hours.
1: And then it's like, well, no, that's not on your permission slip. Yeah. So the parents don't know, like, what happens if something happens to the kid at the mall? Like parents yeah. are like, I didn't say that my kid could go to West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. I didn't say my kid could do this. I didn't yeah. say this. My kid spent my kid spent $300 at the mall. (laughs) You didn't say that you're going there. Like like, I gave my kid my credit card for food food, and then you go to the mall and then he acts like a teenager and does something on impulse, right? Like having to be aware of what your clientele is, right? A group of 40 something teenagers, yeah are going to
0: especially on a team yes. like not just like random teenagers who are thrown together like they're all trying to like get each other to do like yeah. something stupid or like. right like those are the
1: types of things that you have to keep in mind because again i'm the adult like yeah i'm this person i have this title i have this responsibility <laughs> like i can't deflect to be like oh that's that guy's problem yeah no that's my problem yeah, when we
0: were on like we went down to um zones for track in saint paul yeah and i remember um all the other coaches were because we only, were the only school that brought two coaches myself and Freno, mm-hmm. and they were all in at the coaches meeting so i was on the bus with 52 51 students and i was the only teacher there yeah and like i had a moment where i was like oh shit!" i was like i'm the person who needs to like maintain order yeah. for all of these students right now because we were going to go um, over to Tim Hortons while the two coaches, or the other three coaches yeah. were still inside. So I'm like, okay, I need to do like a head count. Like you kind of go from like realizing you're the adult in the room is a weird experience, yeah. especially in athletics. Cause like, usually if you're ever involved in athletics, you're one of the people playing, it's just kind of part of it. But like realizing you're the adult and knowing like, oh, if anyone even just like trips, getting out of the bus here, like something happens where I'm involved here. So that was like a weird addition yeah. too,
1: but. Yeah. And that's the part where it's like that growth of like pushing upwards and where you're trying to you're trying to get more responsibility. Yeah. But you're going to well as you take on more responsibility you have to be more aware yes. of more things. Yeah. And that's the whole purpose of trying to become more successful yeah. and trying to become having more responsibilities. Yeah. You can't do that without getting some sort of awareness Yes. Of, Hey, if I mess up, if this goes wrong, there's larger
0: ramifications me. for me messing up the higher you kind of go. Yeah.
1: And like, if I messed up in the classroom, that's one thing. If I mess up as a positional coach, that's one thing. If I mess up as a vice principal, that's different. If I mess yeah. up as a principal, that's different yeah. versus if, if a superintendent messes up. like Those are all significant. Yeah. Like the The higher up you are, the bigger your mistakes are. Yeah. Right. Or more weight to more your mistakes. More weight to mistakes. Yeah. And that's something that I think a lot of people don't think about when they get upset with people telling them no, mm-hmm. where it's like, they're not doing it to attack you. Yeah. They're doing it because we all have things we're accountable to. And we yeah. have to make sure that if we're going to take this risk, it has to be yeah calculated. It has to be. Um, I read this thing this morning on Farnham Street. He was saying, uh, the most successful people aren't the people who take the biggest risks, but the people who are most the most prepared and most assured of yeah. like what's going to happen, yeah, and, like you have to know it. fail the plan, plan to fail, something yeah. like
2: that, yeah,
0: um so now that you're kind of almost done your master's about eleven years in, do you wish you had done your master's earlier?
1: No, no, okay. no, um, I think." I was talking to a teacher about this, and he did his master's three years in, yeah. and he said he didn't have much to pull from. Okay. Because yeah. a lot of my master's is, mine's in curriculum, and a lot of his pulling experiences and writing about your experiences and using those as your, the bedrock of, yeah. of my stuff. And I, if I didn't teach that voc-ed class, that wouldn't, that's like, that's pretty much the foundation of a lot of my curriculum stuff that I'm pulling from yep. information from, a lot of my successes and failures in there. Like I think I was trying to do like an, a group audiobook once and like flopped, just absolute <laughs> flop. Like three kids in the class didn't like it, and like this sucks, <laughs> this book sucks. I'm not answering these questions, just flops. Yeah. And, like learning to sometimes in the like, in the middle of a novel study. I'm not doing this for another three weeks Like, we're done with yeah. this book.
0: <laughs> Toss it aside what do you all want to read? Yeah. Willy
1: Wonka, cool. Yeah. Let's go, class set, <laughs> we're going. Here's the questions. Like um, In my first year, I would have been, we're doing this, you kids yeah. are doing this yeah. and I wouldn't have had that experience for my papers. Um, yeah. uh, in like year four, I started to work with more kids with fetal alcohol syndrome mm-hmm. uh, disorder and that was really meaningful and that's something i also pull from in my in my uh work and i find that super helpful so what did you pull from it specifically with fetal alcohol syndrome that consequences don't change behavior so if i consequence kids with fetal alcohol syndrome i'm doing that to satisfy myself and my ego while not changing any of that behavior there's a kid every day with a pen and you just bang, pen, to do, and mm-hmm. like first, if the first couple of days like you do that again, you're getting a detention. Yeah. Like, yeah. Bu, 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 bu. Detention. Yeah. And I got to spend lunch with the kid and he's miserable at me yeah. and, I, and he's still doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to a couple of sessions and it was like, just take the pen and then give him something soft. And I did that. He's doing the same thing, but it's something soft. And it's not going to it's the removal of activity is greater than the consequence. And then it salvages the relationship. And there was a bunch of kids like that who I was working with where it's like, I could consequence you and give you a detention and they don't learn from it. It's like, it's the issues with the brain damage that they have. They can't learn from that. So why am I going to do that to satisfy whom? Like it well, doesn't honestly it, yeah <clears throat> this was one of like i wouldn't say a major but one of like
0: the bigger kind of internal debates at mctavish this year and i don't want to like say anyone's perspective but like we essentially implemented a, de- a detention kind of like
2: mm-hmm.
0: um i wouldn't say a detention program but it essentially implemented detention for if you skip classes or like missed tests in high school without being excused you could potentially be in it but it was mostly junior high do you have like detention at holy trinity and if not like why not like what is like your perspective after being in like vocational ed and teaching grade seven for five years, like essentially one of the ages that's most likely, I guess, to kind of like have like a behavior like infraction.
1: Like what do you think about that? I'm super soft. Yeah. So like saying that on the front end, I'm really soft. Like what would make you give a kid a detention even now? Like what? Would, I like, give detentions. Sort of I'll give detentions if it's like, and it all it, again. A lot it, oh, well, depends on like. I'm big yes. on the individual. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the term. It was. A, I'm a huge Malcolm Gladwell fan. He did uh, this series on uh casistry It's called where it's like you focus on, on what's Okay. And it's like a. It's a, a way to make more uh, make decisions on more dilemmas. I don't know if it's okay. If it's old, old like okay. Roman times, but it's about the focus. Uh, the idea is about the focus on the specific and excluding the general. So each individual student should have their own individual punishments because each individual student's their own person. Okay. Now that's hard to apply
0: as a massive school. Yeah. Yes,
1: and it's hard to explain that to different people because yeah. like some people want blood. Like they're like this person did this, they deserve that problem. Yeah. And for certain things there needs to be flat consequences, like yep. violence, that yes. those things. Yep. Um impulse stuff I struggle with, especially if like that's where I'd like to do more of it. Like yep. someone someone takes a pencil or someone does that like that. And if I do have to give a detention, which is like I do give detention, yep. I need them to leave the room. Knowing that I still think they're good, yeah. a good person, and your mistake doesn't represent who you are. Yeah. So that might be where the person, yeah. like the person, leaves the room. Like, goes oh, nothing. Getting a punishment from from Mr. Garbulo. But I think it's important that they know, like, that mistake was wrong. Yeah. They know why the mistake was wrong, and that we grow from it. There's more. There's more issues with middle school, obviously. Yeah. But they're also in that point with their brain development where they're they're figuring themselves. The impulse themselves, isn't as bad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's my pro? What? Who am I? What's my personality? Am I the kid who gets in trouble? Am I the kid who talks back? Am I the yeah. nerd? Am I the <clears throat> teacher's pet? Am I the this that the jock? They're trying on a million personalities. Mm-hmm. And what am I? Who am I? And In grade eight, when they're really impulsive and really making bad decisions, I really feel it's hard, but you have to figure out a way to like help them grow with it and learn from, hey, that mistake can't be repeated. And like the consequence, the consequence can't be the behavior change. It's more so like the why what you did was wrong.
0: Yeah. Cause even because I had supervision for detention and
1: every fourth day with like a four day yeah. schedule.
0: And so one of my supervisions I would go in, I was usually with um, mm-hmm. another teacher in there, but it was always the same students. It was always like the same kind of 15 or 20. And again, like being in the high school, especially in social like dash one, and then, this year I didn't even teach any grade 10. It was just 20 dash one and 30 dash one and 30 dash two. So again, like being full-time teaching experience, I'm only like a year and a half in, and other than like two kind of years, I guess, of uh, subbing. But like, it just didn't feel like it worked. But like, I even felt as a teacher, like, I don't know, like, is there something I can say to these kids? Like, where it wasn't me that put them in detention. Like, I'm just kind of supervising the room. So I'm like, what role could I have had being their day four supervisor and trying to like, not fix their problem, but like help them, I guess, kind of understand why. Or, like, yeah, I don't even really know what I'm asking, but you know, kind of yes. know what I'm
1: saying there. Uh, so, yeah, I have a friend who works in uh, like addiction services. He's a social worker that specializes mm-hmm. in that. And I was asking him, What do I do with kids who big? Yeah, that's rampant. Yeah, so what do I do? And he said, and he's he's a pushover like me. But he said consequence won't will only entrench bad behavior yeah. when it deals with addictive things like vaping. Like they're they're doing it because of, there's a reason. There's something yeah. that they're trying to there's a need they're trying to meet. Yeah. Right. And he said like, look at the war on drugs or look at stuff like that. Yeah. Like the like big yeah. past education. Yeah. But like it's not changing behavior, yeah. And he said the biggest thing he does whenever he catches a kid vaping or talks to who's vaping, like, why are you doing it? And you, I found I did that a few times this year. I still give him the consequence because it was our policy, but yeah, why are you doing this? And they're like, well. Like are you like alarmed with that
0: question? Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like, like, like a, I feel like that's
1: I feel like that's a greater consequence. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, uh, like you're sitting in. the Why are you mud. putting me on blast,
0: man? Yeah, <laughs> you're in the mud. Like,
1: yeah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. So what is it? Are you addicted to this? It's like, what kind of answers did you get? If you, if you can addiction, share, addiction. Yeah. Addiction. Like, yeah. I, I feel I have to. I yeah. want to. Like, I can. Itch I, need I, to it's scratch, a desire, kind of like, yeah. right? A lot of it is that. It's a desire. So then, yeah. Then you're 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 trying to figure out how to navigate that way. It is a problem. You can't do that. If they were smoking a cigarette in the school, it'd probably be in a greater consequence. Yeah. Additionally, how are we going to get this addiction support for these kids? Like, are we allowed to bring in social workers? That's expensive. There's only so many social workers. So there's like big questions. Like, and I don't know if detention's going to be like. Yeah. But detention's also a way like to show that I'm doing something, right? Like even the presentation. There's. Probably like your your fringe kids who are like could go either way, and a detention would just rot them.
2: Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, because that was. I even asked them so one day, like one of the other teachers I was supervising with, they left the room for a bit. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna ask them. I was like, do you guys think this works? Yeah, and they were like, no, we think it's hilarious. (laughs) I'm just like, so again, like they all think like they're all in there just trying to like make each other laugh, one up each other. Like it was never effective, but even like. Like as soon as I said that, like I was stumped. I was like, I, I don't even know. Like maybe we could do that. Where, like I, I don't want to say like maybe we should have them write lines, but like, is there a way? Let's just say, if like, like can you have like education on vaping as detention? Like is that like a thing that you could do? I thought like, that that would the... be
1: like getting them to learn about like, and not just from the slideshow. but people, yes. the actually. Hey, this is a problem. This is something that's happening. These are the addictions. Like people do it because what, what is it? they do it because it's better than smoking and yeah. i think what they say yeah but the studies show the kids who start vaping end up smoking cigarettes later yeah. i like think it's it's pretty much like you're, you're guiding light towards yeah. cigarette use and other tobacco uses yeah. but i don't think detention's the, uh, the part of it i think for a lot of kids a fine would be something like like yeah, something if you, you're doing
2: it on
0: school grounds like technically you're like like something yeah. you,
1: in this community where money and monetary possession yeah. is huge. Yeah. I feel like that might be but uh, I feel like there's like I'm not qualified to go into it because I, I don't have a psychology yeah. or anything yeah. I would I think that that's a, what need is wanting cuz there's yeah. something where our kids are vaping a lot, and I know this isn't a Fort McMurray issue. This is a, yes. every school. Like it's not a
0: craving; it's like a need. Like they don't like we see it as a craving, but they see it as a need. So yeah. it's kind of like a disconnect there. Like and why are really, why
1: are you doing this? And yeah, there's an addiction to it, and yeah. like the whole aspect of how yeah. how powerful that stuff is and how programmed it is for kids to want to use it. And I don't feel the tensions stop it. Yeah, I do. I do like. Calling home on that and telling parents. Okay. That, like, hey, I caught your kid doing this. Yeah. This might be warranting a conversation for you to have. Yeah. It, it gets important for the parents to know. It's a good
0: way to do it, too, because you're not being like, you need to talk to your kid about this. Yeah. It's like, this could warrant a conversation. Yeah. Because you're not like, to call a parent, you're kind of like accusing them of bad parenting yeah. get their kids vaping, but like they might not actually know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's kind of like a different thing, too. But are you seeing vaping as like more prevalent even in junior high?
1: i think it's yeah. i think it is i don't catch it very often but like i know what's happening i yeah. think it is i think like kids are going to want to take risks and people are going to want kids yeah. are going to want to do things The and, social club yeah. a little
0: bit of like oh i vape in the gym or yeah. whatever yeah
1: i'm what and like their addictions they're vaping it's like they want to do things they want to take risks they want to establish an identity and if a kid wants to leave an identity to be the kid who like vapes or the kid who like does this or the kid who breaks rules. It's a fairly it's an easy one to do. Yeah. Right?
0: So like even so I haven't told anyone this and I I don't know. You might anyway, um one of my classes this year, um all of a sudden like I'm over at my desk and all of a sudden like I look over and one of my students they I immediately see like, they're like this. Yeah. And I, I see the little cloud. yeah. And I go up. And I didn't do anything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I felt like in that moment, almost like a shock.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Almost like a, like a disrespect for doing it in my room. Yeah. But also, not really knowing how to engage there. Like I, I was like, I know there's a consequence for it. And like, but I, I felt like even though I knew there was a consequence for it, I didn't know how to react. So mm-hmm. like, what would you have done? Like, obviously, now that you're kind of more seasoned, I don't know if maybe like I like I knew I know this person like pretty well. We had a good relationship, so maybe I didn't want to like sour that by like being mean. But I don't know. Like, what do you think about
1: that? I think for me, so first time I dealt with vaping was twenty sixteen. A kid okay. vaped on the football bus. Oh, okay. And was this, that mostly like weed then, though? So I felt like vaping started as, like, smoking pot. I think it was, I couldn't tell you no. I saw the plume, and it was, like, one of the big ones. Like, what? Yeah. what are you doing? And he's like, what? There's no rule against this. It only says no cigarettes on it, because this was at the start of yes. it. And I'm yeah. like, I know this is wrong. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't <laughs> be doing this. I, I, don't I, I, don't know the, I don't know what the yeah. consequence is, because I do not know what it is. So I went back to school, and I was like, hey, we got an issue with this vaping thing. Yep. Yeah. And they're like, well, we'll start it. again.
2: Yeah.
1: Now, if like if I was in a class that a kid were debate, like that'd be depending on what time class, probably call them into the uh, into the into yeah. the hallway, yeah. take it from them, but make sure I send it to the office too. Yeah. To, like this kid's doing this, and it would definitely be a phone call home, okay. and I would have a conversation with them again about like, yeah. the why. conversations very uncomfortable for them too. Like, if yeah, you're, but it's
0: even kind of like. I find again, like I'm a I'm a big pushover, like I'm a softy. Like I want my kids to like enjoy being in my class, but like I almost find I don't know how to flip that switch. Sometimes, and the thing is, when the switch is flipped, I almost feel like I'm not able to control it. It's like when I do get pissed, it's because I'm actually pissed off, not because I'm trying to like um, like discipline discipline you as a caring adult. It's like I'm actually pissed off. Doesn't happen that often, Mm -hmm. but like even in that moment, I remember, like I think I actually handled it. I, I mean, I definitely could have gone more. But I remember saying their name. And I'll be like, I never want to see that again. Yeah. So that that did happen. I did say that. And I think they even kind of, like, were, sh- they, I don't think they knew I saw them. So mm. I think that was what played in there.
1: But, yeah, I guess. I think it's important to set boundaries. Like, yeah. as a teacher, as like, I can be friendly with you. Yeah. I am a teacher. I, I do believe, like, teacher-students being equal, like, yeah. Coach, athlete is equally. Yeah. I have a job to do. You have a job to do. Our jobs yeah. align, so I do value like, hey, you can you have the ability to tell me like, I don't like this assignment. Here's feedback I would give, like as I can give feedback to you on your assignment, yeah,
0: I mean, like for some
2: reciprocity. Yeah. But
1: I'm not gonna show you up. Yeah. You doing that in my room in front of all these kids is. Essentially, you showing me up, be like, I don't respect this guy. Like you know, there's a rule in the classroom. You yeah. know, there's a rule in this building. You violating that rule in my yeah. room is you not disres- is not you respecting me, and yeah. but you actively disrespecting me. And I wouldn't do that to you. Yeah. And I always make sure to hit that backwards. Like I wouldn't disrespect you like that in a public setting. Yeah. What gives you the right to do that? To you? Three,
0: conversation and hopefully you enjoyed the conversation just as much as i did if there are any issues with, with professional conduct and or you would like to share your own story experience or something you would like to contribute to the show please reach out at lucasrdclark97 at gmail.com or send a direct message on instagram to at mrclark.afterdark hope you enjoyed potentially found something of use
2: and of course please do not forget to subscribe see you next time unless you're scared